Hi, I'm Nick Warren, and welcome to the iLearn podcast from First Quantum. Today's speaker is Shaheen Sadafi. Born in 1984 in Iran, his earliest memories are of a country ravaged by war, and then at nine years old, being forced to flee in fear of his life. Shaheen and his family moved to the UK and made London their home, specifically an apartment block in West London called Grenfell Tower, where, on the 14th of June 2017, fire ripped through the building. The Grenfell Tower fire killed 72 and injured many more. Shaheen was one of the few survivors, and this week's Island podcast is his story. Hi, First Quantum Leaders. I am Shaheen Sadafi, a Grenfell Tower survivor and founding chairman of Grenfell United. I'm both excited and nervous about sharing my story and experiences with you. Excited because my goal is to be able to give back, to contribute in any significant way possible. And nervous because, well actually I'm not nervous, because I have learned over the years that this emotion is in many ways just excitement of the unknown. The symptoms are the same. The increase in heart rate, the uncertainty of what is to unfold, the feeling of just wanting to jump right in or to turn around and run. I could give you hundreds of examples of how emotions impact our lives and how you can learn to control these emotions. But let me begin by telling you a bit about myself. I was born into a war zone. In 1984, I was born in Iran, in a city called Sanandaj, in the midst of a war that was about to devastate millions of people. Looking back, my first memories of life was looking up at planes overhead as they bombed our city whilst I was being carried by my mother and my family as they frantically tried to escape the bombing. I was knocked unconscious several times by the impact of the bombs. We had to live away from the city, staying with either family or friends, and even at one point in a tent on a farm on the outskirts of town. By the age of three, I had experienced the worst fears and was made homeless. By the time I was four, the war had come to an end, but the impact was devastating. We were made homeless and lost nearly all of our possessions. My family helped and we rebuilt our lives to the best of our ability. In 1994, when I was just nine years old, we moved to the UK and settled in West London. Everything I had known before was just the past I wanted to forget. I was grateful that in a new environment, I would make new friends and enjoy the one I could of life. Besides the difficulties of resettling into a new country, learning a new language and being around such diversity, I had difficulties with anxiety and not realising the impact that the trauma I had buried from my childhood was having on my life. But I lived with a hope and a belief that one day my life would feel fulfilled. I couldn't settle in school, but I educated myself at every opportunity. I lived my life with a set of values that we are all equal, good will always prevail, and you can achieve anything you put your mind to. I found myself constantly trying new things. I worked in many different places. I went from retail to entertainment, to sports and finally to business. More specifically, the world of business development. Everything was working out just fine. I landed a dream job, innovating e-business solutions, working for a multinational company with a revenue well into the billions. I had a company pension, a great salary and a brand new executive car to go with it. This was made even better because only a few months prior, I had married my wonderful and beautiful wife, Sana. She had moved into my family home where we lived happily, saving and planning for our future. 
but life had other plans. On June 14, 2017, Grenfell Tower, which I had called my home for over 20 years, was devastated by an uncontrollable fire that took the lives of 72 of my neighbours and friends and made hundreds more homeless. On that devastating night, I was staying at a hotel on the East Coast due to a training seminar when I received a phone call at 1am from one of my good friends and neighbour. He screamed at me, Get out! Get out! Grenfell is on fire! I'll never forget the chill that went down my spine. After I pleaded for him to get my mother out of the tower, I rushed back to the tower to find it engulfed. It was a one and a half hour drive that made me question every decision I had made leading up to that point. I was fearful for my mother's safety. I knew my wife was safe as she was staying at her parents as I was away for work and I knew my brother was working away so he wouldn't be at home at that night. But my mum, the person who had saved my life as a child and had given me so many opportunities in life was in danger. It was a nightmare. With the tower engulfed, I only saw blurred faces speechless from shock or screaming in terror. I finally found my mum alive, but the nightmare didn't end. I witnessed the worst things imaginable. After the panic had subsided, I was overcome with an anger. I could not believe this could happen in the middle of London. I was transported back to my childhood. I was seeing the devastation and pain for the second time in my life. But everything I had learned so far in life became a guide for me. Suddenly I was overcome with a sense of responsibility. The love that I felt for my neighbours and the pain that they were feeling mixed with the anger that I felt, which became a passion to help. I witnessed thousands of others pouring into the streets to give aid, to support and to take care of those who had lost loved ones in their homes. I knew very clearly what I needed to do. Within 48 hours of the fire, without sleep, we worked on finding our neighbours. I created a WhatsApp group for all of the survivors to be able to communicate together. For families who had been separated in the mayhem to find each other. For those people to be able to share information that would help those in need. I found myself leading in the most traumatic and difficult situation possible. I was reliving childhood traumas whilst keeping myself together for the sake of others and inevitably taking on and absorbing the trauma and pain of those around me. Within five days, with the help of my neighbours, we founded Grenfell United and I led a committee made up of those bereaved or a survivor to be able to seek justice, work towards immediate and long-term housing needs, seek answers through an inquiry, and to ensure that support was given directly to those most in need. But the vision I had was clear. I worked 16 hours a day in meetings, in my car, in community centres, with lawyers, advisors, community leaders and other survivors and bereaved families to ensure people were empowered and the authorities and organisations realise the only way to ensure humanity is to put the human first. Because I believed that an unprecedented situation required unprecedented action. After nearly two years of leading and building the foundations of what is a nationally significant organisation, I handed the reins over knowing full well nothing and no one would be able to interfere with or dismantle this very important and necessary organisation with a mission for long-term support and to ensure a legacy for the lives we had lost. I am forever grateful that I was able to do the work that I did. 
For the first time in my life, I was truly able to be the best version of myself that I could be for as long as I was needed. Looking back, I realise now I did not have any internal conflict. I had a clear vision of what I wanted to achieve, not just for myself, but for others. We as people often find ourselves unhappy with a circumstance or situation, and we seldom know why, so it is left unresolved. In moments of our lives when everything seems to be against us and hope is hard to find, we blame everything and everyone else for their situation. Most distressingly forgetting life has ups and downs, forgetting how resilient we are, trusting ourselves and our amazing instincts passed down over the years so we can overcome anything life has thrown at us, turning every obstacle into a learning experience and every devastation into an opportunity like the fertile soils left behind after a river floods, or the minerals unearthed when a volcano erupts. What I learn is that we are strong when we are truly united, and anyone can have a positive impact on their life and the lives of others, as long as they believe in themselves and stand tall in the face of adversity. I believe in you. It's time you believe in yourself. You can subscribe to iLearn on Apple and Google Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening.